Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day, he vanished. People far and wide wondered, where has he gone? When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is now. The OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother. Testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. I'm your host, Brian Bassett, and you can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And with me, as always, are Josh Conrad and Travis Milton. You can find Josh at Josh underscore Conrad and Travis Milton at Dash 37 Board 27 on Twitter. The Jets, fellas, the Jets came close uh, in a 28 to 24 loss to the Tom Brady led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, there was a point at which during the game, Travis, that the team was had a 99% chance of winning uh, with under a minute left, and then Tom Brady got the ball. Uh, Travis, how did you feel? I'm curious how you felt about that uh, that swing of fortunes in that last minute. Did you did you ever expect that Tom Brady was going to lose that game? No, um, I think I texted that, but uh, like I was I was so pissed. Like I. I had watched virtually the entire game and uh, a table had asked to speak to me like right after mm-hmm. the, the infamous QB sneak. And I was like, okay, it's still going to be all right. I mean, even the, you know, like we're, the, the defense, <laughs> right. you know, we, we, yeah, they got to run the whole field to a field goal. And, but, but it's, it's going to end. And then I walk away, I talk to the table, come back and it's, you know, 28, 24. And like, yep, I knew that was going to happen. At least I, didn't have to sit and watch the uh, watch it go down. So, yeah, Josh, I- I'm guessing that in that last minute of play, you were not doing yard work. Is that is that a correct statement? I just, just I, put the rake, I put the rake down. Our our victory predictor went to 99, percent and I thought I could take a few minutes off, guys. It's a it's a 60 minute game. I played 59 minutes in my yard and. Uh, <laughs> That one's on me. That one's on me, guys. I should have should have raked until uh, the very end. Kept 
kept raking, kept manicuring, kept, uh, yeah, aerating, whatever you, you should have been doing, you weren't doing, and I'm, I'm disappointed. But uh, another player who left the game early, Josh, is one Antonio Brown. Obviously, mm-hmm. this is quite the national story. Uh, I know we were all kind of watching this unfold in real time and not catching up on it later as many of our non-Jets friends uh, were. I, just in that moment, like, what were your thoughts? I think we were all texting each other the same thoughts. It's like, what, you know, where is he going? What is he doing? Like, how does this situation, what, what did you think when you saw Antonio Brown do that? Like, were you surprised at all? And then what were the next 10 thoughts you had? I, I didn't fully get it at first. I wondered, I wondered if he had an injury. I wondered if he was just benched and he was told like, you're not going back in. Um, I was really confused. I, I do have the luxury. I, I, have a, I have a really good friend who's a Bucks fan. And so I was texting him kind of throughout the game. Um, and immediately um, he had, he had been saying how Antonio Brown maybe hadn't been feeling hundred percent. And so didn't really, feel like he, he should be going out on the field and was told Arians was telling him you have to go play or just get off the field. And then, mm. you know, obviously the multiple replays, you see the Mike Evans try to like keep him from doing something really ridiculous. And then he's throwing his undershirt and his gloves to the crowd and he's doing jumping jacks and waving at everybody. And I just thought, oh my gosh, he's going streaking up through the quad to the gymnasium. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Like that was the only possible explanation at that point and then all of the aftermath since then you know as the camps have kind of said what what their reasonings were you know it it seems like it's going to be a little bit murky getting to the truth here but I don't remember anything like ever coming out like that I never thought that was something like that was going to happen in my lifetime uh yeah I I, and I guess Snoopaloop did not come with him as best we can tell KFC was open though KFC was, was definitely open (laughs) <laughs> but the I mean he was not hanging out with Snoop Loop. He was he was hanging out with, uh, with were, his driver. His driver. Oh, the Uber was, picture? Uh, fa- I, I'm still yeah, cracking up Instagram over that him. one. <laughs> he's Instagram famous now. So yeah, uh Travis, were you were you out um dealing with a uh with a with a patron who who ordered a medium rare steak and then didn't want medium rare? What was what was happening when No, when I was I was sitting here watching. I was sitting I was sitting at uh my little office section of the bar. Like I, I virtually have like a, a mini uh, uh, internet cafe uh, because I don't have an office at the restaurant because right. it's, you know, it's, you know, one's not open yet. And the other one is essentially a barn. So like I just sit at the end of the bar with my computer and watch the game. And uh, so I had the volume turned down a little bit and I got really confused because I, I thought it was, they were showing something that happened pregame. Yeah. Um, right. And yeah, and I yeah, was yeah. like, no, oh, sure. right. oh, like, I mean, did, did he just like go out and try to give it a go? And then he's like, no. And then he got mad and frustrated and then went crazy. And then I started thinking, I was like, wait, no, I've, I've already seen him on the field. I mean, like what, what, what is going on? And then I turned, turned up the volume and I was like, oh, he's, he's literally just quitting the game right now that the Jets made yeah. him quit the game. He rage quit, right? Yeah, so was, somebody was had so that confused. great tweet. Yeah, somebody had that great tweet that was like, you know, obviously with the passing of John Madden over the the last week, um, and all the, you know, I mean, John Madden was amazing, um, but you know, somebody basically said like, 
you know, it, it is fitting that he, you know, rage quit, you know, uh, you know, with, you know, as his tribute to, to Madden, right? <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. <sighs> so, I mean, yes, losing, losing to the Jets is so bad, you know, with this kind of current, current team, current situation that, right, it, it causes players to, you know, undergo who have clearly men- mental instabilities, you know, to undergo, you know, further me- mental instabilities. And, and certainly, you know, I'm not trying to make too light of the situation, but he kind of does uh, bring some of this on his, on himself. And so, yeah, I hope he can find a, a balance, but I, I don't know if he's going to be playing much football. I don't think we're going to, I know he, he's certainly not on the box. Arians has said as much, um, uh, but I mean, I don't know if he'll be playing football again. And it's, it's crazy to think that, you know, three years ago, this guy was, uh, you know, the, the most, the most valuable player, one of the most valuable players in the league. And now he's, you know, effectively out of the league. That's just how quickly this goes. Hey, uh, Travis, I do have a question. Does your, uh, you said you, you kind of got your little mobile command center set up. Does it, does it have Wi-Fi? Does it, does it have Wi-Fi there? Oh Yeah. Oh, good. Well, you know, uh, just, you know, be on the lookout for me because I'm going to be driving my way down through the snowstorm because my dog for the second time in two weeks ripped apart the Fios cable, like the fiber optic cable that comes into (laughs) my house. He like we he ripped it out. We got the guy out like the day after Christmas on a Sunday. I mean, God bless Verizon. Like day after Christmas, the guy comes out and he and he like, you know, you know, whatever resplices the cord or whatever he needs to do, runs it all the way to the box up at the street. We create like this, you know, uh, Les Miserables style barricade, you know, of the cord that so the dog can't get to it, like, because it's kind of yeah. right by the back door of the house or whatever. Um, and he, this morning in the snow and all his fun, he figured, you know, and obviously, like, I can't go to the office today because it's, you know, five inches of snow in Virginia. And no one knows how to drive down here. And no, and they, and they've never heard of a snowplow. So, um, so, so basically he goes out and he, he pulls the barricade apart and rips the Fios cord out again. So now I am, I I am without Wi-Fi, And so I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do at this point, but I've got to, got to figure out something to do. Uh, so I might, I might be coming down and, uh, and hanging out with you for the next couple of days. Cause I, I'm certainly not working from here. Um, yeah, it's like a, like a little internet cafe. It's, it's amazing. It's like <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Back in the nineties, I'm gonna play a little Five. bit of uh, yeah. play some Bush on the you know on the radio in here and, and cranberries on. Yeah. have like a, a busted up cappuccino machine in the corner. Five dollars. Start handing out AOL AOL and Netscape navigator discs. Love it. Love it. I'm in. We can play Zork. We can play Zork. It'll be great. Zork. Uh, okay. I want some angel so, fire sites. Yeah. Oh my god. Angel <laughs> fire. GeoCities. Yeah, I'm a GeoCities yeah. guy myself. Um, so, we, okay, we have to talk about how close this game was and the Jets. I mean, I, I was really proud of the team up until that fourth and two play, but um, I was really proud of the team. I think they battled hard. I think the defense. Now, granted. Um, you know, they were not playing against Chris Godwin and uh, Lenny Fournette, but, you know, <laughs> still got Tom Brady out there, still got Mike Evans out there. Um, you know, this is Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell sighting guys. Um, he was out there. So this is this is a good team. And the Jets were able to, one, move the ball effectively on the ground on them and, you know, pass and, and make passing plays when they needed to um, enough to, you know, put up a pretty substantial lead that made 
Antonio Brown rage quit. But then second, um, obviously they, they also um, did a good job of, you know, getting to Brady, pressuring him at times, um, playing well in the secondary. I mean, I think certainly, you know, it wasn't a perfect game. I mean, they put up four touchdowns, you know, three through the air, but (laughs) even so, like when you, when you hold Tom Brady to three touchdowns uh, and only 28 points, like that's a, that's a pretty good day. So I was really proud of the way Brandon Eccles played. I was proud of the way Bryce Hall played. Um, I mean, I think, I think the group, overall like just got me excited about next year what what did you think as you watched that game obviously we knew Tom Brady was going to rip our hearts out with less than two minutes left and that's what happened but but Josh what did you think when you saw this young team out there scrapping yeah you know I, I thought the same thing I felt like I felt like this maybe had the Bucks looking past the Jets just a little bit, but mm-hmm. you know that first drive of the game, you know Michael Carter rips off a long run, they score the touchdown. I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, like I'm seeing progression. This is everything we've been wanting to see. And then they just kept leading. They just kept leading. They just kept leading. And it felt like, oh my gosh, we're going to steal a win against a really good defense against Tom Brady and all the weapons they have on offense. Like this could be. This could be really great. Um, and then obviously that didn't fully happen. The, the concern I have, you know, it is obviously it's still a young defense. I know we're talking about that a lot. Um, the concern for me, so they, they've they now given up 477 points on the year, which is a new franchise record. Mm-hmm. Um, and still Muzzle one, more game, oh, one no, more game. That's, that's yeah. a lot, Cotton. Uh, you know, there's still one more <laughs> game they got to play, which, you know, we'll have to start readjusting our stats, thinking about – 17 game season or whatever, but um, that's just a ton of points they've given up. And so, you know, obviously the key of defense is to not give up points. And so we need this young defense to start not giving up points um, sooner rather than later, if we're going to have any shot at becoming successful. Um, Good progression. I thought from the secondary, obviously a lot of depletion um, due to injuries all season long on that side of the ball. So um just hoping we don't give up another 50 burger to Buffalo um, and don't, you know, top that 500 point mark. Travis, what would you think about? I mean, it, it was, it was very encouraging. I, and I think uh, even more so like seeing like I, a lot of it was real time learning. It wasn't uh, Bryce Hall's best game, but I mean, Bryce Hall was, you know, he was going up against Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski. I mean, you know, it was, it was, it was really good to see that he he did as well as he did up against those guys. Um, I think the most encouraging thing for me was seeing the offensive line play the way they did. Like they were, it was, it was things I didn't expect, you know, seeing Connor McDermott getting to the, you know, the second level on blocks and, you know, um, Dan Feeney actually like playing fairly well at center, except for a couple of like funky snaps. But, um, you know, I think that was the biggest thing, like seeing, the, the run game uh, was was great yesterday, um, especially considering. But seeing seeing the the play that was was happening with a bunch of of you know second string depth players, you know for the most part on the line with Fant going down, um, you know uh, McGovern out, you know it was a uh, it was it was really encouraging to see see that. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that, that Zach Wilson actually made a lot of, of leaps. He had some really, really accurate throws. Um, mm-hmm. There was a couple points where I think you even made the point. It's like, ah, you know, the, he, he aired it out a little heavy, you know, at some points. But yeah. uh, uh, I, I was really, yeah, it was those really encouraged times. by his decision-making. Yeah, it was those two times where he, 
it was, I don't know, they were up. I don't know if they had 24 or maybe it was when they had 17, um, but he, they were driving and they were maybe to the uh, 40, you know, bucks, 40 yard line or so 35, 40 yard line, whatever. And he, there were two plays in a row where it was like second and third down and he, no, yeah. Second and third down. And he like bombed it out to like really low percentage completions along the boundary. Um, and then that left them in like a super long third and whatever. And like, yeah, if they had, if they had just gotten the first down on that drive and actually scored, even gotten field goal, like uh, on that drive, I mean, I mean, certainly it wouldn't have affected the, the ultimate outcome of 28 to 27, if that's the case, but like, you had a feeling that you basically had your, you know, foot on on the buck's throat, and then you 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 let it off because you just really got, you know, hey, let's let's throw it thirty yards downfield and see what happens, like just because it's fun. And it's like, no, you just wasted two downs in a position where you can't score. So now you either need to go for it on fourth down or you need to punt it and like have a stupid short punt. Um, and so, so yeah, it was it was just frustrating. I I, I hate seeing those kind of situations, but. Um, but on the whole, yeah, I was, I was impressed with the team, with the team. I thought they did fairly well. Uh, I do want to talk about that fourth and two, um, the way solid talked about it after the game was that it was not, it was a, it was like a, an option, right? So that it was, if you saw on that play, Berrios is moving from the right side of the formation to the left side of the formation. It looked very much once I saw him moving, my initial thought was, okay, this is going to be like an end around, you know, reverse, whatever you want to call it situation to Berrios. And instead of giving it to Berrios, who probably would have gotten the first down, if not the score, um, Zach keeps it on a ridiculously long fourth down, like sneak play. Like, you, you know, you've got to be a yard or under a yard for a sneak like that with a six foot quarterback to work. And he just, he's not that big and long that he can get two and a half yards on a sneak. Um, you know, if you're six, four, six, five, sure. Maybe you can do that. Um, but at that size, it just wasn't going to work. So I don't know. Were you Josh, how demoralized were you when you saw that play <laughs> happen or just confused or well, yeah. What were you thinking at, at that point when they made that call? Yeah, I was more demoralized in the post game, hearing Sala talking about it and hearing that there was an option for Zach to keep it and they had bad communication. Those are the dumb little things that you're like, you can't, you just, you can't, you can't make that mistake in that spot um, and keep the ball for two and a half yards. I don't know if Zach, I, I don't understand the part of him thinking, I'll just keep this and try to run for it unless he thought it was a shorter distance, which he's not going to say. So it was just very right. confusing, very confusing completely. Booth LaFleur had called such a great game, felt really good, and then got jabbed in the throat with yeah. a fourth and two and a half QB sneak to give the ball back yeah. to the greatest quarterback of all time, who hopefully, boys, for the last time, has ripped our, our hearts out of our chest during his game. <laughs> uh, who knows? Maybe he's going to play at least 60, and he's going to go be the quarterback for the Dolphins at some point, and we get 10 more years of this. Yeah, that would – that would be something. That'd be something. Uh, yeah, Travis. Any thoughts about watching that? Well, you actually, you said you were not. Were you not at the table for that? No, I, that I saw that. Yeah, you missed it. Oh, you saw. Yeah, it. I had no. I saw that. I had to get up like right after, so I didn't see. Oh, the, oh that's right. The yeah. So then you had to go put on a 
put it on a smiley face to talk to customers immediately yeah. after that. Yep, Good. immediately after. Uh, I was, I, I mean, I, I was <laughs> so just fun. sitting there like this is such a bonehead move. But I mean, I really do agree with uh, you know the stuff that Salah said and the accountability that he's taking on on uh, what happened and not putting the blame on Zach Wilson. I know I'm in the the minority of that. No, I wasn't boneheaded that, that Wilson did it. Yes. But like, you know, for instance, you know, the my, players my are always going to call their own number, right? Like yeah. they're always going to call their own number. They want the ball. Of course they want the ball. You get But it. also, you know, my point of view, uh, new year's Eve, we had this, this, this sauce that I did. It's like a version of a mole sauce called ash sauce. And it's like, you take peppers and you just essentially burn the ever loving crap out of them. And that's the base of your sauce. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, gave it to one of my younger sous chefs to make. And I didn't tell him specifically which peppers to use. So he goes over and he's following the recipe, you know, exactly, you know, what I've given him of what needs to happen. But, you know, there was not a, a specific declaration of don't use these peppers, use these peppers. So Mm -hmm. I don't blame him for the fact that the sauce came out and immediately gave everybody acid reflux and burned the shit out of everybody's (laughs) mouth. That's on me for not communicating of, Hey, don't use four habaneros in this. Um, Don't use the Carolina Reapers in this. Um, So that's on me for the fact that that sauce came out like shit, not on him. Right. 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 Yeah. And that's the thing is right on that play. you don't give Zach Wilson the option of sneaking it, right? Like you just, uh, maybe I'm sure that play is in the playbook and you need to have that play in the playbook when it's fourth and one or, you know, fourth and goal, fourth and inches and goal, you know, that kind of a situation, right? You, you leave that option in, but right in that case, right. You take the option out and it is just the handoff, right? Like, and so just to the point of like, yeah, you, you gave, your sue the the option of what peppers to pick and he picks he didn't pick the cubanos or whatever right he picked something else and that was not good no bueno no bueno no so yeah um so other there were other things that ripped our hearts out this weekend that i think we have to address and so travis i'm going to give the floor to you betty white i mean 99 years and gone too soon um, I mean, it was amazing to see the outpouring on social media of all the love she got. Um, and, you know, obviously as a golden girl, we know this was, um, this was a hard weekend for you. Um, but so, yeah, I don't know, maybe share some of your favorite moments of Betty White that you've you know, seen over the years, whether it was golden girls or unrelated, and then we'll do the same. Man, I got to say, like, one of my all-time favorite moments. Of, I've got two that probably stick out as, like, my two favorites. And one of them is uh, her her, uh, her spot on David Letterman, um, I guess probably uh, – I can't remember how long ago it was. But, you know, he's talking to her about, like, you know, uh, what, what are your hobbies? What do you do? You know, and she's, like, talking about she likes to hang out with animals. And then she comes out with this kicker. She's like, oh, and, and vodka is kind of a hobby. And <laughs> everyone goes nuts. And like Dave, Dave Letterman actually pulls out a bottle of gray goose, takes away her coffee cup, sits down a glass with a couple of uh, rocks of ice in it and pours her a, a, a nice glass of, of gray goose. And uh, it's pretty funny. And then the other one would be, uh, it's kind of a little outtake reel from the movie, the proposal um, 
with her and uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Sandra Bullock. And Ryan Reynolds is talking to her, and she's like, you're the worst assistant I've ever had. And he's like, Betty, I'm not your assistant. I'm an actor. I play your assistant in the movie. And she's like, when Betty White wants a fucking cup of coffee, you oh, get Betty White a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just goes off the rails from there. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. But that, that totally – you know, wrecked my New Year's, New Year's Eve. I was in the middle of cooking like a, a menu that I was really, really stoked about. And uh, mm-hmm. my pastry chef comes running and she's like, Travis, 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 Travis. And I was like, what? And shows me her phone. And I immediately just walked outside and uh, oh. I grabbed a shot of whiskey and sat down and everybody else walks out and they're like, we all just saw and we didn't have the heart to tell you. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, yeah, it was so so heartbreaking i mean she's just so beloved by by so many people of of you know so many different generations and i mean a career that that spanned such a long period of time um josh do you have any any fond moments of things you've seen her do you know whether it's yeah interviews or shows or things like that yeah it's it's funny you mentioned the proposal my wife um earlier on new year's eve said hey let's 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 throw it on let's watch it and Betty White's Betty White. She's great. Um, and so that, that was fun that you just referenced that. I, I just saw a clip um, from around that same time. She was getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. And Sandra Bullock was um, presenting the award to her. And Betty White gets up and is praising Sandra and said, it's just incredible um, how far she's gotten for as plain of a woman as she is. Um, <laughs> which was just fantastic and just perfect tongue in cheek and only Betty White can say that and not have any jeers from the crowd or people thinking that she's being mean. Like she's, she's just such a sweetheart. Um, yeah. She's, she's going to be missed 99 and, and gone too soon somehow, but um, you know, an incredible story of a woman who uh, her career really kicked off later in life and then made, made a, you know, made her stamp in the last 40 years in, in television um, and in movies and, yeah, to join Trav, you know, it's just uh, it's it's a it's a national moment of mourning for us. Um, gone too soon. May may the queen live forever. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. If you haven't seen the Mary Tyler Moore show, definitely go back and watch Betty White in that show. She's hol- understated, hilarious, and like I feel like it's been a long time since I've watched Mary Tyler Moore, but I feel like she's kind of like a low key nymphomaniac on that show. I can't- I can't remember. No, she is. Name. She's she's essentially the Blanche character. So when the Golden Girls yes. started, like they okay. were very, they were like, no, wrote, like we can't have Betty in that same character again. Right. And it, originally, the roles were were going to be switched, and ah. uh, McClanahan was going to play the the Rose character, and Betty White was going to be the Blanche character. And <laughs> Arthur was like, no, we can't do this again. So they swapped, and it was brilliant. That's amazing. Yeah, it worked so well. So, but so on. Um, so yes, Mary Tyler Moore. If you haven't watched that show, it's a classic. It's certainly you know, it, you know, it's 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 of the times, but it's definitely a funny show. Um, uh, but what I would say is one of my favorite more recent things that she did was she was on like maybe one episode of Community, uh, Dan Harmon's Community, and uh, she's like the anthropology teacher. And she gives all the students, you know, the, like the, the study group, everybody in the class, an assignment, and they have like a box, and then there's nine tools or eight, seven tools or nine tools or something like that in the box. And they have to pick out the one tool and why it's the most valuable. Uh, and 
And it's also like, that's one storyline. And in the midst of that storyline, um, the main character, uh, Jeff Winger, what's his real name? Uh, uh, dang it. Um, he's in love with the Britta, the girl, and they, um, they're kind of doing this, you know, whatever. They're in love with each other for show thing. But at the end of the episode, he's basically saying how the most important tool in the box actually isn't in the box. It's like the tool is like respect or something. And, and so Betty White takes all the nine tools or seven tools, whatever it is, and puts them together and makes this like super duper weapon and attacks the main character, Jeff Wager, with it. And then like nooses him around the neck and like is like choking him out. And she's like, you use respect to defend yourself while I, you know, basically while I choke you out. (laughs) I love that moment. It was so good. Because she just delivers it in that like super sweet Midwest accent. And you're just like, oh, she is so good. So yeah, I I am very sad. I'm very sad by that um, as well. It was was actually kind of hilarious. I, I had probably like 60 people call or text me like when they found out and they're like, oh my God, I had to text you first. And half of them were like, oh, my God, do you know what happened? I'm like, how the would I yeah. know what happened to Betty? Like, <laughs> right. I'm not like, it's, it's not like we're freaking, hanging you know, out. No, I don't freaking know. But they're like, oh, right. we, we just, oh, you know, we, 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 we thought you assume, might. Sorry. Yeah, you followed all the right Twitter accounts or whatever, all the Betty White fan club accounts. So, yeah. I think it's just she's 99 and she lived a hell of a life, right? I mean, so we could only, all of us could only dream to have lived a life as awesome as hers. So, uh, Missy Betty. uh, And uh, all right, gentlemen. So now we need to transition. We need to think about there is one week left of the season. Uh, The Jets play the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Is what, what, what are you? What are you going to do to stomach watching this game to, to allow to get yourself through? Or is it, is it, can we, um, can we get Braxton Berrios 200 yards from scrimmage? Like, what are you hoping for when you watch this team, Josh, yeah. this coming weekend? Against I'm, hoping the Bills? For, I'm hoping for Elijah Moore and Michael Carter and Braxton Berrios to all play um, and just no punts. I say we go for every fourth down, no punting. Yes allowed just go full xfl style we're going to go for it on every single play um and is is no fair a, catching no halo no, right yeah no, just yeah, yeah none of that. no no out of bounds you can do whatever you want there's no penalties um did this get moved to 4 30 did i see that it's a 4 30 start uh i have i i would check on the internet on my computer except <laughs> i can't do that because my dog ripped out the guy we keep yeah. asking brian to do all the research yeah. Yeah, I wish uh, I could. Is, it is a this is riveting right now. It's a it's a 425 start. 425. Bills, oh. Let's let's Maybe. play the game. What are the Bills need to win this to win the AFC East? What is the line for the game, boys? Uh sorry, remind me. I, I honestly don't know. Is this in Buffalo? It or is. is this at it is. Okay. If it's in Buffalo, it's uh, I'm gonna say it's 16 points. The the jet they're spotting the Jets 16. I'm probably so well. I'm not a good better, so let, let's just start there. Uh, I'll I'll uh I'll say 17. I'll I'll, I'll I'll price is right you. That's a lot. Like I mean, let me just say like 16 is a huge spread. Like just to say, 
16 is a huge spread, but 17 is the right number. It's a Holy shit, spread. really? <laughs> oh, my Nailed God. it. Nailed oh, it. Oh, man. Man, man. I should have bet the game last week. I was so mad that I didn't bet the game last week. The Jets were, you know, getting 14 points against the Bucks at home. Why did I not make that bet? Like, you, anytime there's a home team that has more than 10, 10 points, like, you're effectively – obliged to take that bet. And I, yeah, I didn't do I, that. I, didn't I like, I like the Jets, uh, covering that spread. I think if they have, I do not Moore, have Michael Carter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Elijah Moore makes it. If, if he's up for the game, then okay. You can talk me into it. But, uh, but if he's not up for that game, yeah, I am running we'll away. From that Let's line. Pool, we'll pool our, our pennies boys. And we'll, we'll play some. Sounds good. All right. That is brutal. <laughs> that is brutal. Um, I mean, the bills are really quite good. And Josh Allen is, you know, effectively coming into, you know, the peak part of his career. Like he, well, it's crazy. I don't even think he's at the peak of his career. Like he was so bad for the first couple of years. Then he figured some things out mechanically. And that happened to coincide with the fact that he also got Stefan Diggs. And I mean, he is a man on fire. So this is going to be a really hard game. Like I just, I do not see the Jets keeping Josh Allen from the, – the only reason Josh Allen won't have 400 yards passing is because they'll take him out at the you know, end of the third quarter or whatever, right? Like that's the only reason he won't, he won't put up those kind of numbers against this team. Um, yeah, because he won't be playing. Like they, they will be saving him for the playoffs. That's, that's why. Um, uh, so, so the, in that way, mm, Josh, your, your theory, actually, you know, if, if, they, if they have to put in their backup, who's is it Barkley, who's their Matt Barkley, is that his backup? I can't remember. Um, the only problem is they, I think, I think what the league did is this is what they keep doing is, is all the division games are played at the same time. And so they're not going to be yeah. up or down. So I think this, there is a good chance the bills put the pedal to the metal, try to win by 30 mm-hmm. and just not have to play anybody right. in the fourth quarter. That's fair. That's fair. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see, but um, I don't know. Anything else you're, you're looking for from this game, Travis, other than Bryce Hall, four interceptions. What, what are you, what are you looking yeah, for? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, you know, I've been having a lot of fun watching the, the little parts of, of everyone's game kind of starting to round out. You know, I talked a little bit about like Zach Wilson's decision-making over the past, you know, uh, you know, five, six weeks is you, you can see, you know, market improvement, uh, you know, it, little things like um, the offensive line getting to the second level, like uh, Carter reading blocks better and, and breaking off these big runs, you know, watching Eccles and, and Hall do these little nuanced portions of being a cornerback, like, you know, uh, learning to utilize the sideline essentially as a, as a second defender, uh, you know, on a, on a wide receiver. It's, it's those little things that I've really kind of, of mm. embraced in watching these games through, through, you know, the losses and everything, but you really can see some really great progression. And I really do like have a lot of, a lot of hope for, for next season. Um, I just, you know, hope it's not a blowout. Um, that's my biggest thing. I hope that, that they do cover the spread, but um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to keep, keep the, uh, the positivity, the positive vibes only kind of thing going. And unless, you know, one of the offensive linemen shits the bed, then I'll get pissed off again. But um, no, I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just really stoked watching the progression. And even even with, you know, the, the coaching staff on the calls that they make and, 
I really like the the aggressive calls that Salah has been doing. I'm 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 been increasingly happy and impressed with with having him as a head coach. So like I, that's you know that's that's what I'm going to try to do during this game. All right. Well, before we go, I'm sure some, no, that's good. I, I like that a lot. Before we go, I need to run and go take care of many situations now um, around the house here, but I, I did want to ask you both. Uh, we had some bowl games over the weekend, got a chance to see some, some college football. I'm sure. Um, anything specific stick out to you in any of these games or kind of catching up on the college. I'm always late to the college games. I'll, I'll watch a couple during the year, but I, I tend to ration ration college games. Um, the big thing that I think occurred to me is ob- obviously this is not a draft where quarterbacks are going to be, you're going to get, you know, five first round quarterbacks. I think like we saw in, in the 2021 draft. Um, but I, the one thing that really excites me is that there are, if the jets have two picks in the top 10, the likelihood that someone is going to want to move up to get a Kenny Pickett or a Matt Corral or or one of these guys. um, That is exciting to me because to me, that means, you know, the jets will have the option of taking the player that they want, you know, early in the top 10 or um, moving back and, you know, accumulating more picks that they could use in this class or in in later classes. Um, Were there any players if you got to see any games or, you know, certain players or things that you excited you um, that you would say, boy, I'd really love to see this player fit in with, with the jets or, you know, this player's play uh, in the kind of collegiate postseason and bowl games um, is, is exciting to me because of what it might mean for the jets chances to, you know, move around in the draft. Josh, do you have any thoughts there? Yeah, the I, I caught a little bit of of the Cincinnati Alabama game, um, and there were a couple linemen that just looked NFL ready. One was a right tackle; can't remember his name. Um, thought the world of him. I don't know. You know, I again, I've not gone into where where should some of these guys be slotted. Um, the only other guy that I thought, oh my gosh, like jumped off the table, um, is that Ohio State receiver who had three hundred and something uh, receiving yards. Against oh, that no, not Bell. Uh, no, I, I forget his last name. It's a, it's a double oh. last name, but he, uh, okay. Evan Neal guy, from the university that, of Alabama. That was the tackle, right? I think that's who you're thinking. Oh about. yeah. I'm yeah. all about that. Dude. Yeah. Evan Neal, dude, that dude is awesome. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, and then the Ohio Google state wide receiver, I forget his name as well, but, um, those are the two guys. Listen, if we're gonna, if we're gonna say that Zach Wilson's our guy and the jets just did that. Oh, Chris Olave. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Chris Olave. Is that the guy yeah. you like? Yeah. I, He's yeah. interesting. I don't know if he'll be a first rounder. I know. I don't know you're talking about Garrett Wilson. No, no, no. Mm. Uh, I think Olave is the, is the higher profile of those two. That's my understanding. Just following people that follow college football. I think they, there's a lot of like um, analytics guys who love Olave, um, but yeah, but no, you're right. Wilson is probably coming out too. Uh, I think he's a junior. He's a junior. Uh, yeah, but but he's 21, so like more than likely he's coming out. So it, one of those two guys. I don't know. I, I'm thinking you mean Olave, but it could be Wilson. Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't watch the game, so. What, what is nice, right, is that a lot, like you just said, there will be teams 
you know, you can think about Carolina, you can think about a, a few others that are going to be New Orleans, probably there's going to be teams that are quarterback hungry. Um, and as we get around to combine time and then to, you know, private workouts, um, you're going to get a lot of these teams wanting to move up and sitting at four and seven or four and nine or three and eight or whatever that combo is going to look like is going to be super enticing. Teams might not want to move all the way up to the top five and, and give up multiple for future first rounders, but a pick around seven, eight or nine, um, which maybe a quarterback slips a little bit. And then there's one guy left and New Orleans is desperate to move up. That's the situation we want to be in. So I fully agree with you. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you start thinking about all the teams that need or might need quarterbacks uh, in the NFL teams that, that need quarterbacks, um, it makes the, those, you know, currently projected at four and seven picks, the, uh, the Jets pick and then the, the Seattle Seahawks pick. Uh, you've got Carolina, who clearly has questions. Um, Denver definitely need, needs a needs to figure out the, their quarterback situation. Everything else is primed in that group. They just they just need a, a quarterback to to kind of make that thing go. Um, New Orleans obviously has a lot of question marks around their quarterback position. Um, what other teams are Detroit? Right, Detroit's in a position where they could consider a quarterback i know they just got jared goff he's been playing well over the last couple weeks but you've got to consider i think they'll forego quarterback another year wait till 2023 Uh, any other teams i mean the giants kind of like i don't think they're ready to pull the pull the plug on daniel jones yet but i I mean that that should at least be in the picture one would think seattle it might be pittsburgh you've got a couple seattle yeah yeah you're right seattle stuff yeah, I mean, and there's just not, I mean, you're going to have, yeah, it's going to be another year where there's this, you know, real thirst for quarterbacks in the NFL, like, and trying to get them um, because, right, they're just going to start drying up. I mean, you've got, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, as you just pointed out, who's going to re- probably retire. So it's going to get interesting. So the Jets could be in a really interesting position with a team like, you know, like a Pittsburgh or someone like that that they want to get up because they want to get Kenny Pickett or, you know, hometown guy or whatever, something like that. So this is going to be fun. We've got, it's now next year, guys. I didn't even say that this podcast. It's now next year. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm excited. Uh, Travis, any, anybody else? I didn't ask you anybody else that kind of comes to mind or sparks your interest. Um, you know, um, Stingley, uh, like Roger Greary on us. <laughs> do what he's gonna drop the linder bomb right on us well of, yeah of course like i mean i'm i freaking i'm enamored with that dude um uh, mccreary cornerback out of auburn like that dude is is uh, i would i would love to have him there and, and move Eccles into some depth um the same with michael Carr. i mean like I, I i would love to have a little bit more yeah more depth at the cornerback position um you know mcduffie out of washington i've looked a lot at like the cornerbacks um uh, yeah, offensive line, you know, a couple guys, obviously, uh, Linderbaum, um, what's his name? Uh, Icky. Is that, oh, an, is that an NC yes. State? Um, yes. You know, Icky, Ekwanyu yeah. or something. Uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, I've, I've been mainly focusing on, you know, those two spots and like the stuff I've been looking mm-hmm. at wide receiver. I don't know enough about, like, uh, I have like, I have looked at some tape on like uh, Alave and and uh, Wilson, like the two Ohio State guys. They just look phenomenal. Um, you guys wax ecstatic about those, though. I don't think I can add anything to yeah. that. Um, but I, those are the guys that I've really seen. I really need to look at like some of the edge edge rushers because I mean I think that is something that they're going to focus on. Um, 
but yeah, those, those are the guys that really excite me right now. Um, obviously the offensive line guys. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing you can't go wrong. And we talked about this, I don't know, last week or the week before, like you just can't go wrong getting an offensive lineman, a pass rusher or a cornerback. Like those are some of the hardest positions to other than quarterback. Right. And like the jets currently are setting sail with their, you know, with their Zach Wilson quarterback, like that's, that's whether you like it or not. And I mean, I think we're seeing more stuff that we like over the last month. Um, You know, that's the decision that they've made. And so they're not going to be addressing that. And that obviously that's the hardest position to address. But once you've addressed that position, you have to focus on the offensive line. You have to, or kind of going into choosing a quarterback, that's even better. You have to focus on pass rusher. You have to focus on, on corner. Those are the hardest positions to fill. Everything else, like, I mean, I'm sure you've seen some of these mocks where, like, you've got safeties and stuff going to the Jets in the top 10, and you're like, are you kidding me? Like, didn't we just, you know, dig ourselves out of this situation where we took a safety early and then, you know, uh, obviously flipped them? But, you know, that, that's not a situation you want to be in. You don't want to be overspending for safeties. You don't want to be overspending for running backs. That's that's what bad teams do. That's what the Giants do, right? So, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that they'll address some of those key positions uh, because that's how they're going to get better quickly. Um, but uh, it's going to be a while, so we'll it, we'll see what happens this coming week. I know they're not going to have that help before next week, fellas, against Buffalo. But uh, but we will ride again. Before we ride off into the postseason sunset, I'm sure we'll be back occasionally here and there over the course of the exciting draft, combine, senior bowl, et cetera, et cetera, um, things in the, in the weeks and months ahead. Um, but any last – oh, I know what we can end on. I know what we can end on. Any uh, New Year's resolutions for you, for you, you fellows? Uh, I'll start with this. I never set New Year's resolutions because I know I'll never keep them. Um, I just I think about things that I want to improve in the New Year, <laughs> and then I and then I don't feel bad because I didn't actually create a resolution. I was just like I wanted to be more focused at work, or I wanted to be more you know whatever business like. And then my dog you know rips my my connection to the world out of the wall at my house. So um, yeah, I don't know any any resolutions or thoughts on twenty twenty two. Wearing my thriller jacket every single day that I can. Oh, yes. Fans. Uh, Tra- Travis was gifted uh, by his lovely wife a a uh, a thriller jacket. A thriller jacket. This is amazing. I mean, it's like literally, it looks legit like it could be, uh, could have been in that video. It's awesome. So. It is, it is phenomenal. I think my I actually did it. Actually, the, the, the table that I was speaking to yesterday um during the game i had actually put the jacket back on and i was talking to the table <laughs> while wearing a thriller jacket like to like 100 percent. more so more thriller jacket in 2022 that's good that's good all right josh any any other any resolutions uh, for you i i need to get more sleep i've i've i think i've reached the the end of the line of me thinking ah, i can go to bed at one or two in the morning and get up at six. Yeah. So the the days of being in your twenties, even in your early thirties, feeling the strength of a hundred men has left me the last couple of weeks. I've gone 
to bed very late and gotten up very early to start my days. And it has, uh, it has been um, reported to me from others and both internally realizing that I need more sleep and be a little bit less grouchy. So um, here's to, <laughs> here's the 7.30 PM Metamucil and Lou yeah. and falling asleep by 8, 8.45 PM. Pass the prudes. All right. Everybody, have a good week. We'll be back after Bill's game. So long.